Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the Chicago Bears did not have a single player make the Pro Bowl. And, of course, I, I think a lot of us expected that Justin Fields was going to be in consideration for the Pro Bowl. When you look at Jalen Hurts, automatic, Kirk Cousins, I guess. Geno Smith, mild surprise, but the Seattle Seahawks have been playing very well. They're in the mix for the playoffs. That's all very understandable. Here's the best part about it. I, I don't care. I don't care that the Bears don't have a player in the Pro Bowl. I don't care that he's, and I say this knowing that, you know, the Eagles end up going to the Super Bowl or something like that. And then Justin Fields ends up going and then I'll be like, see, we got a Pro Bowl. And then it'll be a thing that we all care about. But initially I don't care because the future looks bright. We know what we have in Justin Fields. And to be honest with you, I I don't need him hanging out in Las Vegas for a week doing whatever. Not that he's going to get in trouble, but we don't care. We don't need the pop and circumstance. We've got ourselves a franchise quarterback and we've got ourselves a great show. So Sammy, why don't we just go ahead and get started? Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back, Justin Fields making magic happen, there goes Fields, touchdown! The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura. Sports Entertainment. Like no other, it's going to be sick. sick, sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast. Uh, Adam Rank here. A very special show for you today. Now, obviously, typically we go out there. We have one of Rank's rivals come in. Number one, couldn't find a Bills person. And number two, I didn't want to find a Bills person because it is the holiday season. And when it's the holiday season, it is time to spend it with your family And so we're going to be bringing on a person who I consider family to me over the last number of years. He has brought me in, brought me in even closer to his Chicago Bears family. He is the the founder of the Tape Never Lies Network, and he needs no real introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyways. Please welcome Draft Dr. Phil to the show. There was nobody else I would rather talk to on the holidays. I don't need to sit here and, and listen. The Bills are a very good team. Done. We got it. You want some fantasy advice? It's week 16. You should have it settled by now. This is a time for family to sit here, and we haven't talked to you for quite some time. So, Draft Dr. Phil, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Never disrespect the family, Adam. <laughs> I'm, Never. I'm so glad you're a part of this family. You are no. family. Your how voice you? resonates. My my children, every, every time we go to... um. The uh, what wooden tap restaurant, 
Right. All of a sudden, Tate and Deb are like expecting Uncle Adam to be on the big screen <laughs> above, and it's happened like five times. It's it's great on the NFL Network. So yes, we. I'm excited to be here. We're getting ready for the holidays. The Bears obviously have dropped a lot of coal along the way, but there's some positives right. in regards to the Bears and and Justin Fields. I think he's led the league in exciting <laughs> plays from the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. Is that enough to carry it into being a Pro Bowl? I think eh. I think it's okay that he didn't get it. Maybe yeah. I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, I really honestly I thought you know what because on one hand I still want to be happy for Geno Smith and right. I don't want to disrespect him and I don't want to take anything away from what he's done and it's one of those things that you're like okay that's fair like I understand all of that like he's played at an exceptional level a lot of people had written off Geno Smith let him go out there and have this accolade I am extremely happy for him because again the future is bright this doesn't feel like a flash in the pan this isn't a 2018 Mitch Trubisky situation where it's like, you got to get him in now because it might not happen again. <laughs> exactly. But the one thing, and I'm, I'm curious to get your take on this. And I obviously I listen to the show, so I do know which way you're leaning, but I still cannot believe that every time, because we put up a graphic like, Hey, did Justin Fields, like, did he deserve to be in the pro bowl? And I think most people were like, nah, we're cool. You know, like congrats to Geno Smith, Kirk cousins, whatever the Vikings are winning games. It makes sense. I still don't understand the people who say that Justin Fields can't throw. Like, if you just want to admit that you don't watch football, that's fine. But right. if you're still of the mind, especially over the last couple of weeks, because I think since week eight, his passer rating is 101.8. If you're still of the mind that he can't throw, then I, I don't know what to do with I don't know what to do with them, Phil. I think that's the statistical highlight on ESPN Scout that is doing – that service and content and continuing that narrative, carrying it forward. If you watch mm -hmm. the tape and, and PFF uh, fan or not of them, I am not. Um, they continue this too, because the narrative is the bears have the 10th best offensive line. When I ever saw that out of PFF, I literally almost fell to the ground and comedic laughter and anxiety at the same, you know, when those two <laughs> clock, like, <laughs> what are we doing here? We're totally misleading because Justin's running for his life. Yeah. Justin at Ohio state was a pocket pass, a deep ball, you know, touchdown to check down. That was Justin. Now he's living with Matt Nagy. We know the story. And now with Getsy and, from where he was in week two to where he is now is like a 180. Justin is throwing the football. Is he perfect prospect? No, but for you or anybody to say that he can't throw the ball and can't be on time, you're just not watching the game. When things break down for Tom Brady, for Kirk Cousins, for Josh Allen, who he's going to play this week, quarterbacks throw some errant balls or they run if they're athletic yeah. enough. And Justin has been – elite athletic so though like i said earlier those plays are so amazing that he's been able to escape i call him uh justin copperfields because he's <laughs> like a magician out there getting yeah. away from this pass rush and getting uh uh yards for the bears to continue drives because at the end of the day it's about moving the chains and that's really what the quarterback the dis distributor of the football is supposed to do and he's been able to throw. I mean, he's also lost some key 
targets and Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. We're so excited to mm-hmm. see what Chase was going to bring to the table. He hasn't been in there. Pringle has been kind of a uh, albatross. He's great with Trevor Simeon, but hasn't <laughs> really sparked yet with, although, you know, finishing that game, he did catch a touchdown pass from Justin, but it's not been cohesive yet for Pringle and, and, and Justin, I, I just don't see the narrative. I see some of the things that Getsy does kind of makes me scratch my head the way he mm-hmm. uses on a lot of bubble screens and, and screens that go awry because of, again, the offensive line. So it gets kind of tacked onto Justin. Yeah, I don't I don't like the screens. It's terrible. I, I feel like those are things that can go away. And I feel like if there is something that Justin could really improve on, it is throwing those screens. Now having clean pot. I mean, like, I understand you want a little bit of pressure on right. the, to make the screens up, but like, you still have to make them pause for a moment. Like it's not an, al- exactly. it's not an, al- it's not a two alligator where the guy's counting the <laughs> alligators while he's still running. Um, that's not what we want. And I, I think though, I've been the most impressed over the last number of weeks. And obviously his highlight plays, have been amazing and it's always he feels it, it's funny because he feels more reluctant to run but when he has to it's awesome like it's just so good yeah, it is. it's like a, it's like having a funny friend who just wants to sit in the corner and not say anything and then you have to draw out a conversation and when he does he's hilarious and it's funny and everything everybody has a great time but until that time he's just sitting there like i don't want to do this i just want to sit back and do my thing i want to enjoy my pasta i don't know do whatever right. he's doing but I feel like over the last couple of weeks, we've seen him extend plays with his legs and then stop and throw. And a couple of weeks ago, he had a nice pass to Cole Komet. We've seen some nice plays. To me, that is, I, I'm curious on your take on this. I think that's been one of the most impressive things is like, oh man, now that he's getting this part of his game down, it's going to be really dangerous. Shane and I had a pop-up show on our patron side today and I was showing just that. I go, here's Justin Fields attacking the line of scrimmage against the best team in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles with an aggressive pass rush. We know the story there and the Eagles are forced to come up. So Mm. if you have that in your toolbox, which you do as a running threat, that's beyond uh, anything you've seen, maybe uh, what's his name with the, the Ravens, um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, thank you, has that kind. But even Justin is more elusive in regards to, you know, Jackson has the the speed and straight line speed. Justin has the ability to juke, break tackles, and continue. I mean, that run last week, <laughs> honestly, I said if he did three inches of his toes were out of bounds. If they weren't, it probably would have been the second best run of all time by a quarterback. I still put Steve Young's run against the Vikings to win the NFC that year. But still, I've never – I mean, it was so elite level. So to your point, though, him and getting and ascertaining the understanding that I can move forward and keep my eyes downfield is gross. Mm -hmm. And it's something that he really wasn't. And I think the Bears under Getsy have to do a better job in their scramble drills. I've too many times, Adam, on tape, I'm I'm complaining about Cole 
Dante Pettis, Pringle. These guys are almost becoming audience members. If they're, <laughs> they're like just watching, is he going to, wow, is he going to run? Or they're just turning, but no, sprint and make yourself available. So yeah. he can then turn. There was a play he missed when he, he ran action, came out, had to get forced out. And David Montgomery did just that. He went and back and tried to make himself available and Justin ran for it. But again, it's, it's neither here or there. They're not doing a good enough job recognizing that you could be a threat down the field, aside from just being a blocker for Justin, because he's growing in that department. Really, really big time, actually. It feels like, but it is also something that the players have to work on. I think that a lot of these guys, including Cole Komet, just aren't used to playing with a quarterback like this. And it's just something that you have to learn at some point. And hopefully the, the coaching will uh, will come along with it. What has been your – I know we talk about the screen passes. What has been your overall assessment of Luke Getze? I know he's had quite the roller coaster this season where people were number one. They were afraid he was going to leave for another job. Then they wanted him fired. Then they wanted to fire Matt Eberflus to promote him to head coach. And then I don't know where we stand now, but what has been your overall assessment of Luke Getze? I've always stayed in the same lane of, with Getze – well, two lanes. Show me. Yeah. Let me see who you are. And now I'm at the point where I feel like he needs to be better. He's mm. There's too much uh, situational football that goes awry. Like third and one <laughs> last week, you're yeah. doing the first time you're doing a straight drop back. I've been asking straight drop. Let Justin get his feet under him. Three-step game. Third and one, give it to David Montgomery. These <laughs> yeah. things, like we go back to the Vikings game. Fourth and go, third and goal, Khalil Herbert, just after he ran 80 yards. He's tired, whatever it was, 70 yards. You got to be maniacal in those situations and understand your personnel. The too many screens, too many horizontal throws, too many. They're the worst screen football team i've ever seen on tape horrible they're, they're terrible Absolutely horrible. not so good for white hair all of them <laughs> they just don't understand getting the lead out of their you know what and get mm. on somebody they just don't do a good job and to your point they're counting one alley and they're going instead of <laughs> one alligator two out make it look like they don't so again a lot of people get nervous. This is a red flag for me with Getze. I don't like his situation. There was no need for the – even your boy, Valus fumbling. There was just no need to put that play at that moment. Mm -hmm. Then you just scored a touchdown with David Montgomery, two of them actually, yeah. and all of a sudden you come out the next series and you got to get uh, – what's his name in there? Ebner. Ebner. Got to get Ebner in there. <laughs> Ebner doesn't attack the flare pass, get up the field. It looks like Justin throwing a bad ball. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it was a perfect ball. Then Ebner fumbles the snap. Like, come on. Like, just know the situation, know the primetime players, and use them. Um, those types of things, I, I don't like. There's not enough interior concepts mm -hmm. um, using Cole to 6'6". Six, six, and Ryan Griffin and these tight ends down the seam, bring David underneath it, get some of this down the field stuff for Justin inside those hashes. Uh, 
he hasn't done any of that. When they have done it, Adam, mm-hmm. they've been successful. That's the problem. On on the one big third down throw to St. Brown where he gets concussed, they actually threaten it and come across on a dig with uh, over the inside those hash marks attacking. That's where Justin's going to grow. That's where he needs to grow. So Getze has been it's everything shotgun. <laughs> everything's you know it's too much and then they this is my big thing and people are like phil you're crazy but i've coached a long time i've been around it you have a fullback on your team that's a hell of a good football player he's a good blocker but he's also an athlete you've given him zero not one handoff not one flat route you know, fake to David, hit the fullback. And you've done that zero times this season. If you have a player like this that's on your roster, that's athletic, that's willing, a willing blocker, now you use him as a football is smoking mirrors. It make it look like it's power, but you sneak the guy out in the flat. Everything's misdirection. Here yeah. I go, this is the biggest indictment. Not one play to Blazing Game. Not one. Yeah play and probably tomorrow night there'll be like five (laughs) (laughs) well what do you what do you think now obviously i understand it's a red flag and they're i mean you know we watch the games and we see it there's things that we would improve is it something that we can improve upon i mean like he's never been a play caller before i don't know if it's something where he's like married to a system or do you think this there will be a chance where he you know self-scouts during the offseason and realizes a lot of the things that you're seeing I, that's the hope. I mean, I've been down this road before and people gotta make sure you, I have to be clear with my words, Adam, because people take it. You're saying fire Eberflus. No, never no. said that. Never once have I said that. I said, there's red flags. So I hope beyond hope that they do Eberflus included self scout and say, where do we need to be better situationally where do we need to be better philosophically and then get those answers so yes he totally has the opportunity because we've never had a coach that's been a coach except john fox there's never been one chicago bears head coach that had head coaching experience and they're everybody's learning on the job so of course everybody's got to be their own you know worst enemy and and look in the mirror and can they? I don't know. I, I'm not a psychic. I don't have Luke Getze's mindset. I know what I would do. I'd get more counterplays to counter what you're doing. Uh, you're always doing RPO, RPO, dash pass. You got to counter those things and make it just like I said with Blazing Game and make those things on tape be a part of what you do that hasn't been but again it's their first year i know all of the write-ins to go against what i'm saying but as a coach (laughs) i say the nfl is full with talent yeah right dante pettis to somebody like ah he's a scrub he's a scrub it's a talented guy right is he the best no but he's not going to inhibit you from a getting better, but B not throwing to Dante Pettis. You've seen them use him. So 
to me, it's about the coaching and about these situations. And I hope Luke Getze, Adam, does what you're saying. I only could say that I hope that he does that because I think that's exactly what he needs to do because he right now, as well as all of these coordinators, look to me that they're two steps behind where they should be. And people are going to say, well, they don't have the talent. They don't have the talent. Yeah, I go, I know, but I'm looking at execution. Execution, NFL players, I know the same. Did anybody expect them to be in the game with the Eagles? Not even myself, I didn't expect that. But they were. They executed. They played to the whistle. They did everything you said your hits and Loaf's philosophy is. So if you could do it at that level, then once you get better talent, then you should be in a better place. But then it always goes back to situations. Sit third and one personnel who are you can you scheme bill belichick bill parcells have schemed third down situations to their dynamic playmakers you see the vikings doing it now third down guess where they're going well they got two guys they can go to Thielen, and they can go to jefferson scheme it to make you have to cover one of them so the quarterback's going to deliver to the other that's where the chicago bears have not been and maybe when Tressman was there, dare I say it, huh. it was Ant, with Brandon he was, Marshall. And he Al was Sean a former Jeff. former head coach, though, by the way, not at the NFL level, but I'm at least sorry. at the <laughs> No, but I know what you're saying. Oh, like, what degree Celsius was it? The uh it was negative 10. And so <laughs> it is it is funny that our one retread that we hired was John Fox of all people. Right. But I will say this, I you know, and this is the one thing I would say is that. Two of the best games that the Bears have played this season, coming out against New England when they had a mini buy, which says to me like, okay, they figured something out. Like this is what we need to do, and it felt like a philosophical change going from the Commanders right. game to the Patriots game, and then coming off a buy and taking the Eagles to the limit in a in a game that honestly I was kind of confident that they were going to do well, and and I I think that the coaches have some answers. I think that they. I think they're doing a nice job of having the Bears prepared. The only game that seemed like a blowout was the one that Trevor Simeon played. Exactly. Which is kind of so I know that Justin will kind of erase uh, a number of things that are going wrong. And I did, you know, I would just say too, like a kid who's playing Madden for the first time, like you're gonna make some some plays. Like I hope that Luke Etsy, because I always appreciate his answers and I always feel like he's a little bit. He's really forthcoming when he does his press conferences yeah. and he's explaining things that I might not agree with, but he's explaining it to be like, well, at least you, at least you have a reason for what you're doing and not like a Matt Nagy. What about the wise where he's like, no, I know this percentage wise. This is what I thought. Like, okay, well that didn't work, but okay. I hope that he recognized, I hope he goes back and watches the game from last week and goes like, what a boneheaded call that was. And again, we haven't seen evidence one way or the other. We won't know until next season. To right. when we have guys like when we have uh, Mike Evans out there with our first round draft pick at wide receiver to go along with Darnell Mooney. If you're not moving the ball, then we can have these conversations about like you're really not putting this together. I, I sometimes wonder if he's boxed in by like, I know this guy can't do this. So like we're not going to call that or whatever. Right. I'm I'm giving him a little bit more leeway, but at the same time. Some of the play calls are so like, dude, that why did you think that was gonna why are we doing that? Like, I, I agree with that. I think there's on both sides of this, yes, there's there's cause for concern, which I think there should be. Like, I I, I it's as positive as I am, 
And I'm moments away from going on total access to pick the Bears beating the Buffalo Bills because, of course, that's what I do. <laughs> I still can sit here objectively and be like, that was a boneheaded play call. When we sit there at uh, Rip Beer Company and we're watching the games, which we won't be there this weekend because it's Christmas Eve, they're closing early. We will sit there and watch the games and you'll be like, that was a dumb call. Like, I didn't agree with that call. Like, I don't right. like this. I, I'm, I'm willing to give some coaches the benefit of the doubt, but at some point you're like, I wouldn't have done that. And if I knew Luke Getze, if I had his ear, I'd be like, what were you thinking there? Like, explain this to me like I'm a five-year-old because I don't understand what you're doing. If it's to protect Justin, if you want to put him and see him in different situations, that's fair. But at the same time, like, I don't know. That just still seemed. Yeah, I think like the situational stuff is where the most quiet and personnel uh, as well. Like uh, everyone jokes, I would like to see some of this, some switch up on the offensive line. I've seen enough of Sam Mustafer to know that he's not an NFL quality center. He's yeah. now the honorary captain this week. So that, that kind of stuff gives me pause. It may, it frustrates me to be honest, because I would like to see if young, a younger player, a guy like Dieter Eisland, who's been on the roster for three and a half yes. years, it can go out there and get a shot and see what you have with him at center. See, you know, I believe Tevin Jenkins is a better left tackle than he is a right guard. As mm. good as he's played at right guard, I would like to get those answers now. So as you head into the offseason, you know, okay, Tevin could play left tackle for us. We got to focus on right tackle, interior, make get a center. You get these answers now, these final three weeks. I think the Bears, as as long as I've watched them for 42 years, 43 years, uh, they never do that. They never, all right, let's get some answers with these younger players down the stretch. No, 38-year-old, 40-year-old, uh, yeah. what was his name? The offensive oh. lineman. Oh, uh, Jason line. Peters, yeah. Jason Peters. Oh, uh, had to keep had to keep him out there. So I mean, yeah, I mean, and Eberflus is in no danger of losing exactly. his job. So like, you can play these young guys. You're putting everybody on IR, anyways. Yeah, why not put, put two? Yeah, Bildor and Johnson are on IR tonight. Why not? Why not put a uh, go ahead and put Mustafer on IR as well. By the way, <laughs> as we are uh, as we're clearing the air about Luke Getzey, I want to remind everybody that the air outside is 5% or the air indoors is 5% dirtier than the air we breathe outside. That's why an air pure air purifier is a valuable resource for your home. It can remove tobacco smoke odors, VOCs, mold, wildfire smoke, chemicals, and viruses from your breathing air. And best of all, if you go to airpura.com right now and use the code 67, you can get 7% off your order of an air pura air purifier. We got one in the kids' bedroom. They love it. It works out. You know what? These kids come home. They're coughing. They're wheezing. I was I was volunteering in class Thursday morning, and all these kids were hacking, <laughs> going for the Kleenexes, and it's a miracle that my kids have been so healthy so far this this uh, this holiday season. So thanks to the folks at Air Pura Air Purifiers, and of course, go to the website. Use the code six seven. Uh, speaking of the defensive side of the football, with a lot of these guys going on the IR. Uh, what have you made of the, I, I thought the defense actually played pretty, and I say actually, cause I'm surprised actually played pretty well on Sunday against the Eagles. We got two interceptions with no pressure, which just feels like a miracle. Yeah, actually the, the defensive line did their 
effort job. They, uh, Travis Gibson, really looking at back at the tape, he, he made some effort plays. The defensive line was more sound in their gaps. So mm. you saw them, you know, putting the emphasis of rushing him and forcing him to make some throws. I mean, on both interceptions, if you watch it, Travis Gibson is a step from hitting him. He's throwing the ball off his back foot. You get that pressure on them, quarterbacks throw errant passes. It's that simple. I was very impressed watching the tape of the defensive line. I I have not seen that. I went from giving uh, your boy Aaron Rodgers – all day wow, to, terrible. to watching and, and seeing them play like this. So obviously the coach got in their ears and they went after it. I felt like definitely I was impressed with the defense. Uh, and then the two rookies coming back and Brisker and Gordon, Gordon having the interception, mm-hmm. Brisker being physical in there. Uh, it's unfortunate that you're going to lose Jalen Johnson here because now that becomes yeah. a question mark about his future. Uh, with the team, they've moved them all over the field against uh, A.J. Brown. Now you got Diggs this weekend. He's not going to be in there. I was hoping to see that because he's on the precipice of becoming, you know, a wealthy guy. Is he going to get an extra? Is he going to get a long-term deal with the Bears and Eberflus? Now he can, he's going on to IR, Vildor as well. So you're going to get to see some of these young pups playing in the secondary this weekend against Josh Allen and the crew out there, which I love their receiving core and mm-hmm. what they do in Buffalo, all of them. The oh yeah. Included. Um, but now you get to see that. I hope you're going to be right on total access. I um, hope so. But well, what about, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny when, when Jalen goes on IR, you know, that to me, and, you know, I'm obviously going to try to take a positive, positive spin on this is like, we've seen enough. Like, we know you're good. Why mm-hmm. go out there and risk anything else? Like if the bears didn't like him, be like, we don't care. Just go play. Like, it doesn't matter. But if you care for him and you want to keep him safe, you know, it's like uh, the shoes. Like when you see the shoes on TV, you know, I got yeah. some nice, I got some nice vans that never see the outdoors. <laughs> they're like, they're indoor <laughs> shoes. You know, they only, they only walk from the green room to the stage that's it's the it time that's a, the, that's a, the only floor they don't they don't feel pebbles beneath their feet that's what <laughs> i'm hoping the bears are doing where i with, with with these guys like okay we know that jayla johnson can play like do we really need to risk anything with him like it's almost like an extended training camp in a, in in essence where he doesn't need the reps we know he's good uh you know what you've you've got a little bit of a nagging injury why make it worse just go out there and uh help that's- yourself you can you go sit in the luxury box on Saturday instead of having to be on the field. It'd be fun. Is that where are you in touch with or in your belief of him being signed to an extension? You think he'll continue with this football? And I believe and Shane actually said it as well, that he could be the next Roquan kind of like ruffling feathers, wanting a new deal before next year. But Mm -hmm. To your point, you know, maybe this is a kind of a tip of the hat. Like, okay, we got you. We, you did a great job last week and this season's been rough. We're going to hopefully move forward and you're going to be a part of this future. Or is he somebody that they're not going to be? 
what are you gonna well we have so much money to spend what are we right. spending it on i feel like that's one of the players that we need to lock up almost immediately and i think that you know if you like the financial viability and the freedom to go out there and sign people then it behooves you to go make this deal as quickly as possible get that signing bonus loaded into this season before we start spreading it out instead of kicking it down the road because that'll allow you other opportunities to go and mix a match and get some people in there i i think that if, if this is a team that values the secondary as it feels like they do with drafting kyler gordon and a two passing jaquan brisker you know i still think they're in play for drafting another quality cornerback this season not because you know they're unhappy with jalen johnson or brit or gordon but because they just need it you know we just need that kind of presence uh to survive in the nfl i don't think that players like jalen johnson uh, are available in free agency. I don't think that he's done anything that would make me question that they want him back. I think that corner is also a position that they put a priority on. I don't think that Roquan's position was one that was, you know, a high priority for them. I just, you know, and sometimes you come in and you see what you got and you're like, eh, like you're a fine player and I'm happy he made the Pro Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens, but that just wasn't a player that we needed to spend a lot of money on and, you know, things happen the way they do. Yeah, that's a great point. Then they were able to find out Sanborn uh, yeah. from that. And the young buck obviously also put on IR, but seems to have a real uh, jump start on a starting position next season with him. You got to be excited about him. Uh, I have a question for you. Where, okay. where are you with kicker Ryan uh, Cairo Santos? I'm a, I'm a little worried now. I, I, you know what, at what was it at the end of the half? There was a time when they, they didn't go for a field goal. Oh my God. And they the took the delay of game. Nah, I don't know. I was a little longer than that, but they took the delay of game and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is like, even if he misses, who cares? Like exactly. we, we need to figure out like, is this something that it's correctable? Like he needs to go out there and swing. You know what? Like when you're golfing, totally agree. And you're you're pulling it left. Like you want to get back out there and try to see if you can correct this. So put them out there. And if it's not, then it's like, okay, well then we're gonna have to go find somebody. Unfortunately, you know, Badsley's gone, and all these guys have gone other places. But you need answers. And this is not like again, we have the luxury of like, ah, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like it's, I want to win football games. I would have loved to have upset the Eagles last week, but at the same time. If everybody's being evaluated, which they certainly should be, go out there and, and do this. And it's frustrating because, you know, I had Cairo for the longest time on my fantasy team. And speaking of which, <laughs> underdog fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's simple to get started. Just go to underdogfantasy.com or better yet, download the app, Underdog Fantasy, and you go out there, you can start a, You can start right now. I know it's week 16. You're like, the fantasy season's over. No, no, no. The fantasy season is just getting started. There's going to be all sorts of contests over the next three weeks. Once the playoffs start, there are contests. There are contests surrounding the draft. As excited as Bears fans are looking forward to the draft, you join Underdog Fantasy. You can be a part of their contest and games right up through the NFL draft. And it's so simple. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app. And when you sign up, Underdog Fantasy will match your initial deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, they'll give you $100. You deposit $25, they'll give you $25. Don't try to pull any fast ones. Be like, oh, I'm depositing $25, I get $100. No, no, no. They match what you put in, 
up to a hundred dollars. So go to Underdog Fantasy right now. Get started. Go put together a lineup this week. Go join one of the awesome contests. There's a lot of fun stuff to be had, and also it's just cool to have Underdog Fantasy on your phone because you get all the player updates. Jalen Johnson put on IR. Got it on my phone. Thanks for the alert, Underdog Fantasy. So we appreciate that. So the kicker is a concern. I did want to ask you though, because this is going to come up because you know they traded a pick which could end up being the 33rd pick in the draft for Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Is this still a move that you would make? All things that you know now. Yeah, I mean, I think based on free agency, obviously a lot has been said about them beating the Green Bay Packers to the chase. No pun intended. Uh, but the reality is you have to find some bigger athletic football players out on the outside. And I was a big chase fan coming out. We of both loved it. We both loved it. We both said yeah. when they drafted Cole Komet, like we wish that we was wanted, Chase Claypool. Yeah. We both said that. So when you have that now, again, it goes back to Getze using this kid appropriately. I thought Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers used him in the red zone to threaten outside those numbers and then line him up inside and threaten to the sideline, jump ball, post flag routes, where mm-hmm. he's just being an athlete and winning those situational um, competition moments versus a defender. We haven't seen that. We've seen uh, bubble screens to him. We saw a couple of throws down. The one got a, a pass interference. The other one got he was able to catch. Beat Sauce Gardner, yeah. Yeah, beat Saw. And that's what I want to see. You know, I'm excited about him. I really, I was disappointed that he was out against the Eagles mm-hmm. because I felt like that was going to be a showcase game for him. And now I'm kind of teeter-tottering with what you're saying about Jalen Johnson. Do, are we going to put him out here in a blizzard night? It's very cold yeah. coming off a knee injury and kind of set us back or hurt this guy where I think his priority is going to be him and Justin Fields in the offseason. Yeah, 100%. Working on their cohesive uh, communication, that body language and ability that a quarterback and a receiver have. I feel like uh, you weren't going to get somebody like that unless we're getting Hopkins and your guy from Tampa. Uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans right out the gate. I, a lot of people are saying we're going to get Hopkins. And listen, if, I would love – that is probably my favorite receiver in yeah. the NFL, uh, Hopkins. When he was coming out of Clemson, I had him like number two on the whole board. Yeah, That's how highly I think of him. But, you know, those guys that get those contested catches, Justin worked with guys that at Ohio State were the elite level jump ball, make hands catches, football players guys that aggressively wanted the football in chicago mm-hmm. we have the wrong saint brown his brother is like that mm-hmm. equanimous we were excited but he's not a give me the ball at all costs type of player darnell mooney is so chase to me i'm excited about obviously he set back in him understanding the playbook and them understanding what it is that, that he can do. Cause I don't think 
doing bubble screens with a 6'4", 225-pound receiver is the smart thing, but they do that again with Cole Komet as well. And we've seen that as well. That's yeah. where I scratch my head. Down the field with these bigger players with Justin. Uh, but we'll see. It, it, is Claypool back this week? Have you heard anything? You know, I would be shocked. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to the example of uh, Jalen Johnson of just being like, what are we doing? Like, even though with Tevin Jenkins, with these guys, yeah. like, you know what? Like, we really don't need it. And I know a lot of people will be like, well, you guys are trying to tank. I don't think it's a situation where you're trying to tank, but at the same point, you are still playing for next season. Does the player, do you know if this player is good? Then yes. Okay, then I think we're fine. We can pull yeah. it back. Guys like Kyler Gordon, guys like Jaquan Brisker, you want them out there playing. It's their rookie year. You want to get them as much experience as possible. Chase Claypool has proven it at an NFL level. And you go back to his rookie season when he had nine touch or was it 11 touchdowns. Yeah. Like he is a weapon. Oh, and yeah. again, they haven't been able to scratch the surface on that. But again, there's been a lot of things that we haven't been able to experience just quite yet. And it's something to work on in the off season and it's time to lab it up and, you know, get in under the hood and see what's going on with this offense and I see what's going to be good. Adam, like Getsy coming over here from the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, that the slant pass is so yeah. critical to them. And here we are in Chicago. I think I've counted two slants thrown yeah. from Justin Fields. To me, that's Chase Claypool's money shot with that size. You know, even you look back at Calvin Johnson at 6'5 or whatever he was running the slant. The quarterback having that rate catch radius coming off underneath the defender, these things are really what Justin needs that in his potpourri. Yeah. Because he's got the ability to do it. It's just, do, does he have the big body willing catcher? And it hasn't been there. So, Claypool to me, the story is just starting with this kid. Hopefully, he's healthy. But I'm kind of teeter-tottering whether I agree with you because I, I kind of want to see not waste some reps, but I also don't want to see him get hurt. So it's Is it, I don't think it needs to be this week. Uh, we right, saw the right. game that's in it. Like, aren't both remaining games? One of them's in a dome, right? We go yeah, to Minnesota, Minnesota and then yep. Detroit. Like, I think that, you know, Minnesota's when at you Detroit and at Minnesota. Yep. Okay, yeah. So two roadies in a dome. Like, okay, but let's bring them out now. Now, Jalen Johnson, that's fine. Go out, enjoy the rest of your year. But, yeah, I would like to see Chase Claypool play and then Keel Harry also play. Oh, yeah, in he's those another games. one. But these – yeah, but this one is like uh, let's bring back Khalil Herbert. Let's bring back David Montgomery. I think maybe we'll attempt five passes and uh, just, you know, go out. That's fine. Like, it's fine. We'll go run the ball. And uh, what about this before we got to go? Because I got to go. I got to go do yes. uh, some television magic. What about David Montgomery? What is your feeling? I know, I know you love Montgomery. I know you know that I love Montgomery. What is our feeling on him? Do you think he's back next season? I think he has to be back. I think that he is the quintessential heartbeat of this football team. There's nothing he can't do. In fact, I do a show with former Bears quarterback Eric Kramer, and he he and I were step for step. He said it like, what does this kid have to do to tell you and then you can't be the gm saying homegrown talent's important to us homegrown yeah. talent this guy gives his heart and soul each and every down each and every play there's too many stat scouts out there and pff wanderers i call them because 
I'm always wondering what, what they're talking about. Uh, but this offensive line hasn't been good enough. David yeah. is actually carrying through Goliath. And then Justin is just reaping the rewards off the mesh and just taking it because he's so uh, electric. But those stats are misleading in regards to that, uh, what David means to the football team. And then you saw last week, two touchdowns. Uh, saw him on the hot route, just snatching the ball out of the air. I'd like to see a hell of a lot more of him. Motion him outside. Use him one-on-one versus what linebacker is going to cover him one-on-one. Yeah. Those are kind of matchups that you, you need. But, again, everyone's going to point back to well, how much money. Uh, running backs you could are a dime a dozen. But know. I always say, look at the tape. This guy's effort each and every down, each and every rep matters. And I think his cohesiveness with Justin Fields is something that the GM and the coaching staff, this is what you're looking for is that kind of identity of a football player. Well, are you going to roll the dice or are you going to reward somebody? And then, as I said to Eric, and he was like that, I didn't even think of how the message that it sends to the locker room, like, Yep. We're going to reward our own guys that bust their hump, go out here and work so hard and diligent. He's a good blocker and pass pro. He's a great receiver. He's great, obviously, in short, down and distance. And in the red zone, he's a willing runner through tackles. I, I don't see anything he doesn't do really great. And then when people battle at him about, well, what are you going to pay him? I don't know what he wants. But yeah, what are, what are, what is whatever? We got a lot of money. We got a lot of we got, money. We got a lot of money to spend. We got a gift card, and uh, we got a all lot of the things. players that I have ever met in my life. I'm more than willing to believe David Montgomery is a more grounded, sound uh, negotiator. He's going to understand yeah. what he wants. I don't think he's looking for the uh, the moon here. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, those guys are going to go out there and command a lot of money. And if you think that it's just so easy to go out there and pick up a running back off the off the draft board, Tristan Ebner pretty much showed you last week. Like, ah, it's a little bit more difficult than we thought. Obviously, Khalil Herbert has done a nice job, but yeah. still, David Montgomery, far and away, to me, and I'm, I'm sure you as well, is the best running back in the Bears locker room, and hopefully he will get a long-term extension. And speaking of long-term, I wish – it was. It's been too long since we've done this. Let's uh, let's get back together. I owe you. Okay, I owe you a trip on the Tape Never Lies Network on a Wednesday night. We will we will do that very soon. We will make yes. we'll make good of that. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. I'm I'm sure they're here because of you. But in the off chance they don't know <laughs> no. who you are, what's the best way to find you and find the Tape Never Lies? Well, you could find the Tape Never Lies just like that. Anywhere on all the socials, the tape never lie or T- at TTNL Network on Twitter and Instagram, or you could find me at Phil underscore Atoshin. Uh, and I'll should I spell that out because that's a difficult name? No, they're <laughs> all gonna guess it. O T T O C H I A N on Instagram, uh, Draft Dr. Phil, uh, YouTube on the tape never lies. That's where you could find me. And I, before you go, I just want to say thank you so much, Adam. You're a tremendous person and friend. You're a brother, just like you introed. 
your show and the the person that you are typifies what this season is all about even in a losing season it's therapeutic to get with you and chop it up about the bears and let me just say this for your fans that are tuning in for you if there's you're the the goal like when i was young and i was going to commute broadcasting school at hofstra and i'm playing football my goal was to be on tv but wear my heart on my sleeve like everybody knew i was a bears fan and i was cool with that but i i didn't show bias i didn't show it in regards to it but i had fun with it because that Mm -hmm. and you are doing that and for every bears fan uh you are our voice and really as we transition to next season with that hope uh, i just want to thank you for everything you do for the network my network and here on the show and for bears fans around the world you're a true pros pro uh thank you so much i really appreciate it and i always again appreciate you bringing me into the fold letting me being a part of not only your tape never lies family but you're actually family family so we love having you on we will do this again very soon and uh, thanks for everything you do. And so uh, I will play us both out. So, Sammy, uh, go ahead and play us out. Bear down. And uh, we'll Bear see you down. next week. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura.